I tend to attract a lot of dreamers and visionaries, thought leaders, those kind of 30,000 foot big picture thinkers to the show, to my content. So if you are the creative engine of your business, but have either a spouse or a significant other that doesn't necessarily operate the same way, today's episode is all about how to get on the same page as your person as you dream big and they tend to lean into their realism or their details or their pro-con list that kind of suck the joy out of the experience of dreaming big. It can be a frustration. It can be a dividing point in a marriage. So because we know the power of people working together and really leveraging each other's strengths, I'm going to help rein you in because this is something my husband and I had to do and have to continually do because I'm the dreamer and he's the details guy. So I'm also going to give you a little warning. I am recording this episode from a very tiny closet up at our family cabin. So you might hear some kids running around in the background and I might need to take a break because it's very hot in here. I'm talking like two feet by four feet. I'm squished. Okay, let's get to the show. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. I had a client that joined my incubator, a very successful entrepreneur who had an incredibly good question that he put on his form before our call one day. And it was basically asking... How do you suggest dreaming big to your spouse when their mind doesn't quite work the same way? Sometimes I share with her and she gets stuck in realism and I like to focus on what could be. I would love to know your thoughts here. Okay, when I read that question from him, it was funny because this is something that Michael and I have to deal with, I don't know, multiple times a week. I'm coming up with new ideas, crazy ideas. 30,000 foot ideas constantly. And he's usually down in the weeds. Like he's the details guy. He figures out how to actually get things done, but he's a realist too. He wants to talk through it. And sometimes it leaves me feeling like, man, you just suck the joy out of a moment that I would typically thrive on. I come alive coming up with these ideas. I come alive sharing my vision for things and he'll want to immediately get in, you know, to the nitty gritty. So when I received this question, it was funny because I just worked through this correctly with my husband just the night before. We've figured out how to navigate one of us being a dreamer and one of us being kind of more rooted in reality. So it was a 
it was a pleasure to get to coach him through this particular scenario because one, it's so important. You could live your whole life never fully leveraging the fact that you guys have different strengths and different capabilities and instead fighting against each other constantly. And you could go on forever feeling bruised by their reactions to your big dreaming. Or if you're the details person listening in, this is going to apply just as well to you because you're going to know how to handle the visionary. This company, the Luminary Leadership Company, this podcast, the Luminary Leadership Podcast, our incubator program, all the Raising Luminaries programs we're creating, all the people that we're serving would not even exist today had I not fought against my response to my husband's responses about it. And here's what I mean. A little over two years ago, I was legit hit with this lightning bolt of an idea. And I knew it was going to be something powerful because it didn't come in one little idea that I built on another. I wasn't brain dumping on a piece of paper. I wasn't coming up with this on my own. It came as what felt almost like a direct download. Like all of the information came at once and it was just placed on my heart. It was what I was called to do. Faster than I've ever written before, I pulled out a notebook and I scribbled across eight pages of notebook paper, which I still have dated at the top in May 2019, so over two years ago, this mission. And then I just sat there staring at it, wondering why God was pulling me into something new or different when things were going really well in that season, business-wise. The podcast that I had previously scaling up was gaining subscribers rapidly, and it was becoming an incredible top of funnel, bringing in amazing clients for our programs and services. And it's still growing to this day, even though we're not releasing new content. We were signing clients, really high level, high ticket clients. We had a legitimate wait list and we had our peak profit year. I was so fired up though about what had just been kind of revealed to me as to what I was going to do next when I was writing this feverishly on this paper, just trying to make sure I captured all the details of this download that I could hardly wait to bring it to my person. Like when I come up with a genius, just kidding, an amazing idea or any of my crazy ideas, I want to go to Michael because he's my guy. And I want to share in that moment of just, it's really almost like an ecstasy thing. When you, when you are an achiever and I'm a type three on the Enneagram, when I'm your big picture thinker, when you come up with these ideas, it is such a joy to be in that moment of cultivating it and crafting it and thinking about the possibility. One of our core values as a family is possibility. See the possibility. We want our kids to live in this place where they are constantly looking at what's possible for them. So I naturally wanted to bring this to him, but I didn't really prepare my heart for what would happen next. I grabbed my notebook and I came in and I interrupted Michael in the middle of something that he was doing for his work because I was too excited to wait. And I was like, "Hun, you got you got to just put that stuff away. I got something for you. This is going to be the thing. And I sat down and I started talking about all this work and leadership we were going to do and how we were going to transform an industry. I mean, I was way up there. I might have been even like 60,000 feet at this point. I was stratospheric. 
So I kind of just pushed my way into whatever he was doing. And I sat down with my notebook and I started going through it. And I was like, man, God just placed this right on my heart. And we're going to do this things with these things with kids. And we're going to help raise up these leaders. There's not enough leadership in the next generation. And I'm going to develop the programs. And here's what it's going to look like. I mean, I had the courses outlined. I had the, I had everything. It was just, it was gifted to me. And I was sharing all that probably at like breakneck speed where he was you know, half going cross-eyed trying to listen to me. I'm a Northeast girl. He's a Midwesterner. They just talk a little slower. They, you know, we're processed a little slower where I'm like, Hey, ain't got time for that. We're going to go really fast. So I'm just going through all of it. I'm super excited. And he's just kind of trying to follow along and look at me. And then one of the first things he said was like, okay, um, all right, well, if this happens, how's that going to work? Or, And then he went into another detail and he was like, okay, well, how much would it cost to do something like that? Do we have the team for that or do we need to hire? He went right into the details. I had a broken heart. I had, I was so bruised. I closed my notebook and stormed out of there. And I was giving him the cold shoulder for the rest of the day because I couldn't believe in a moment where I was so heightened and I was so excited. And my purpose was literally just placed in front of me. He had the gall to try and talk about the details as to whether this was going to work or not, as to how we would actually make this possibility a reality. You know what happened? I closed that notebook and I put it in my drawer. And for a year and a half, that dream did not come to fruition. I just kept doing what I was doing. I kept signing new clients, creating new podcast episodes doing just fine. And it haunted me from that drawer, but I didn't dare open it because I was like, it is too painful to have a dream this big be squashed by the person I love most. And that's how I was interpreting the situation at hand. And because I have my own traumas, we all have our own life experiences, his approval in that situation meant so much to me. And because I didn't feel like I received it, I had to just put the project away. Because it it was never going to happen. I just, I didn't even want to look at it. Now, one, that was my own leadership gap that I hadn't evolved to a place where when I had a calling placed on my heart, I didn't need anyone's approval or validation or celebration with me to lean into it and breathe life into it. And I know God works in his own mysterious ways. So maybe he played a role in that notebook going in the drawer at the time that it did and closing for a year and a half before one day I pulled it out because he woke me up again and said, hey, it's time. So maybe it was his divine timing that the situation played out like it did. But I've learned so much since that day about Michael and his gifts and me and mine and how we can work together. So whether you're the dreamer or you're the one in the details, this episode's really going to help you in communication, in perspective, and in taking those dreams and possibilities and leveraging the strengths of the other people to make sure they actually come to life, that they don't live in a dusty notebook in a drawer for years on end. The first piece of the puzzle, when I was coming to the table with that notebook to share it with Michael, which we had done think like, this is me in a nutshell. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas. And he's always been a details guy. Yet for some reason, I placed the expectation on him that he was going to be like me in that moment. And when he didn't show up like me in that moment, which he just doesn't, that's not who he is. 
I was bruised by that. I was hurt by that. Second thing, I interpreted, and we've since talked about this specific thing now that this company is alive and well and growing and thriving, about that fateful day. I was interpreting him going into those details and questioning things and trying to figure it out and asking about cost and asking about hiring and looking at our schedule and just seeing how it would fit with our life. I was interpreting that as he's poking holes in my hot air balloon. Like I'm way up here in this hot air balloon with all this hot air flowing around because I'm so excited. And he's out there with a, a pin just poking holes in the outside of it, letting that dream just die. I always call it, he's my buzzkill. Like when I would come to the table with these ideas and he would go into his name, like, oh, you're such a buzzkill. And I would get frustrated and I would just go do it as an island. In retrospect and in communicating with him and learning how to communicate with my husband, he has enlightened me and showed me, no, Liz, I am, I am the doer. I am the details person. When you come to me with an idea like that, that's my way of helping you build the roadmap to make it happen. If I didn't believe in you, if I didn't think it was a good idea, if I didn't want to support this dream, I wouldn't come at it starting to question all the things we need to look at to make sure it comes to life. I would tell you, I think it's a bad idea. I don't think we should do this. But I was sitting there coming up and looking at all the ways that we might run into a roadblock or all the things we had to consider because you shared with such joy and excitement something that you wanted to do. And this was my way of helping you pave that path. Well, I didn't know that at the time. So the first piece of the puzzle, when you are facing this with your person, you need to respect how each of you do come to the table, right? And if you are someone like me that needs this kind of reserved time to be in the celebratory way up in the cloud stage before you get down to earth to work out the how, ask for what you want. It is amazing how in a marriage, when you learn to communicate, when you learn to actually ask for what it is you want, how that comes to life. I would constantly bring these ideas to Michael and just expect in my mind him to show up a certain way without ever telling him, hey, I would really appreciate it if we could have this little designated time when I come to you with a wild idea where you're like, dang, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine how that's going to play out. Let's look big picture. I never asked him for that. And because it's not his natural inclination and his gifting is actually in those details, a strength that I do not have. Instead of leveraging his gift and respecting his gift, I was mad that that was his gift. And I also wasn't asking audibly, verbally, what I needed from him in that moment. So now it sounds silly, but there are times where I forget to do it and we feel it. And there are times that I do it and it's awesome. It fuels the fire where I'll say to him, hey, okay, I've got this crazy idea and I've got this big dream. Can we dedicate this conversation to being in the way up in the sky moment with me? And he's like, yep, I got you. And he knows not to go into the weeds. And sometimes I'll see his natural way start to creep out a little bit where he's like, okay, but all right, when are we going to be able to do that? And he's like, oh, sorry, don't listen to me. Not in the weeds. Let's celebrate it. Let's talk about it. Let's dream about it. So, on the flip side, he knows he, when he comes to me, 
with his details that stress me out (laughs) when he wants to go into the how and all the things that get laid out. Like this happens a lot with our financial stuff. Like where he'll want to sit down and we got to go through all the receipts and we got to get everything ready for tax prep. He's really good at that. I suck at that. I'm like, I don't know. I just want to make a ton of money and do this thing. And then like buy the thing and create the thing and give this away. And it'll be awesome. I'm just going to get to work. And he's like, no, we have to actually look at this and make sure our profit margins are strong and whatever it might be. He knows to say, okay, warning, I'm coming to you with some details. I know that stresses you out. Can you give me an hour? We'll go through all this stuff, but then we're going to dream about what it's going to look like when we achieve that next level of financial success and, and what we want to do with that, what we feel called to do with that, who we're going to serve with that. And I'm like, okay, I can give you that hour. Begrudgingly, there better be wine and or ice cream to ease the blow of having to sit there and go through the details with you. But, you know, I'll do it. He has to ask for that so that I don't fight him. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That's not me. You do that. Like, can't we just talk about the big stuff? So that was how I, you know, just peeled back the layers from my incubator member telling him about the power of what if you respected your wife's genius? Like, what is it that she brings to the table that you don't have that in those scenarios where you are dreaming really big and when your wife is in that, don't look at it as she's stuck in realism. What's her gifting in this? What does she have that you don't have that will make it more likely that this big dream of yours actually comes true and comes true in a way that honors your values as a family? Because oftentimes when people are more detail-oriented, they can look at all the little intricacies where someone like a visionary will look at the big picture and they'll just steamroll anything in their path to, to like elevate to that level. But the details person can say, hey, okay, once we've celebrated the dreaming, now let's look at the path because I know you really want this thing, but if we set the timeline that tight, just so you know, You know, we're not going to be taking those vacations as a family this year. You're not going to be able to check out at 3 p.m. and be with the kids like you said you wanted to. Do you still want those things? They cross-check all the things that matter most and keep a finger on the pulse of the reality, the granular. Because remember, the dream might be way up here, but the pursuit of the dream is your day-to-day. And if your day-to-day sucks or is not in alignment with your values or doesn't feel good or comes at the sacrifice of what matters most, the, you, you guys are going to resent that dream. So leverage the fact that you have someone in your life that's going to hold your feet to the flame and say, no, 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 this is what you said you wanted. Let's look at how we're doing this to ensure that we're doing it in integrity with who we say we are, with who we want to become. So step one is knowing the strengths of your partner, knowing your own strengths, acknowledging those things, both yourself and to them. Like, hey, you are so good at this. And ultimately, I'm going to need your details help. But first, I need this. Communicating what you need and accepting those strengths as strengths. Don't resist them. Don't look at them as uh, speed bumps to get to where you want to go. You'll forever be in a place of conflict and friction and resentment if you do it that way. A lot of it was a perspective thing for me. I was placing my own woundings on him. When he would do something, I would how I internalized it, interpreted that reaction wasn't even really about him. It was maybe about what I craved when I was younger or whatever it might be. 
So that's a reminder to you to make sure you're perpetually working through your crap. And secondarily, you are not placing blame on them for things that are actually gifts. And guess what? If you do that to your spouse, you might do that to your kids too. And you don't want to do that to them. It's an important thing to remember that how you show up in your relationship and in your marriage, one, is being witnessed. And two, you know, you might ultimately that bleeds into how you raise up your kids. So acknowledge, accept, celebrate those strengths, and then learn how to leverage them. Now, if you aren't totally clear on where you stand or where your your spouse stands, you can use tools to help you identify what those strengths really are and how you guys fit in those gaps. There's the DISC profile. That's a really good one. It's very comprehensive. One that I love the most right now is, and I wish I was, this was an ad for them because it's that that great that I can't help but scream it from the rooftops is the working genius quiz. It's Patrick Lincioni's quiz. You can use it for your team and figuring out, you know, your hires and your, your team of how you guys are working together and what everybody's, it's not just about strengths. It's about your genius. There's a difference. Someone can be really good at something, but if it doesn't bring them joy and it doesn't allow them to get in a state of flow, just because they're good at it doesn't mean it necessarily is the right fit for them in how they operate. So the working genius is great for a marriage. Michael and I both took that and we are literally polar opposites. So now we honor those things. I see that I don't, he has really strong discernment. And he has gifts that I just don't have. And I'm great, obviously, in the categories that encompass more big picture and and dreaming and all of that. I'm also really great at galvanizing. Like once I have an idea, I can rally people behind it. I can get a mission and a, a movement created, whether it be within our family or in our team, and get people's belief behind it and just fuel that machine. That's not his strength. So now we're looking at in terms of how we operate within our business together, but also in our marriage, stuff with the kids. If I'm great at galvanizing, I'll be the one to get the kids behind the idea, but he's the one that has to look at the idea and discern whether it's the right thing right now. Because I'll come up with 1 million ideas. It doesn't mean we should pursue 1 million ideas. So he's able to look at those ideas and, and have that wisdom to say, okay, these are great, but this is the one for us right now that we're going to pursue. So Instead of coming to him with the big idea and just wanting him to celebrate it, I come to him with the ideas. We celebrate it because it's a great idea and I came up with it. But then there is a point where we sit down and say, okay, how do we want to pursue this? Is this the right thing right now? Is this even the right thing? Is it in alignment with our values? And he helps with that. Just a reminder too, we have a tool, a resource that will help with this process from a value standpoint. And it's not just like, hey, go list out your top 10 family values. There's an actual process that we work through called creating your true north as a family. This is a great thing to do with your spouse and include the kids. We have a free workbook that's going to really revolutionize how you operate as a family so that it makes it easier to discern those big ideas and what's right for you guys as a family, what's right for you as a couple. So Grab it at luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north. So luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north. You can snag it in the show notes too. But just a reminder that if you're feeling like, yeah, man, I don't even know if we have that north star for our family yet that I can even juxtapose these ideas and these concepts against it, go do this exercise before anything else. 
I think I'm going to bring it up across a lot of episodes because it's really it's so foundational in, in business pursuits and family pursuits and your own personal leadership and growth. So those are some tools that you can utilize. Like with all things in a relationship, one of the most critical things you can do is just communicate. You can sit down and have a conversation around this. When my my client was asking, you know, how do I still dream big when their mind doesn't work that way? You have to remember that communication is going to be so key in that. When you need to sit down and say, hey, I, I love it about me that I can do this dreaming, that I can come up with these possibilities for our family that might seem a little crazy to you. And sometimes it hurts when the response is X, Y, and Z. Is there a better way that I can show up in this relationship with my crazy big ideas? What would make it better for you to receive those, to be in them with me, but then ultimately, how can we leverage your gifts that I'm acknowledging? They might say, hey, you know what? You don't really make space for the how. And I feel like I get steamrolled just with your big idea. I'm happy to honor that time, but can we then set up a follow-up time where we get into the nitty-gritty? Because it stresses me out when you come at me with these wild ideas, but then no plan to get there. Because then it means, man, is this going to come at the expense of our relationship, of our family? They might have their own stressors. Same as the flip side. If you're the one listening to this who's the details person, you know, you can have that same conversation with your visionary and and ask them what it is they need. And they might share with you that they need that space to, to celebrate or just be in the idea together. This is a perpetual thing. And you know what? This might apply within your team too. I have an operations director who's very much the details person. She's like Michael. And I throw my wild ideas at her all the time. And she knows to kind of sit with them, get excited about them. But I had to have conversations like this with her too. So it might be of service to your team as well so that you're not just floating in the clouds all the time as they're down here like, yo, throw us a bone. How are we actually going to do this? Have the open communication, have the open dialogue and really leverage each other's strengths. That's going to be the key. So I had to share this episode from this little tiny closet. My legs are now totally numb. I have my computer sitting on one leg. I have my microphone sitting on the other and I'm trying to sit really still so I don't hit the microphone. There is a like 1960s pack and play folded up in front of me and a blanket stuffed again and and there's against it to try to capture the sound. And there's a lamp in front of me that's kicking off so much dang heat. I feel like I'm I'm in like a roaster. I'm like a rotisserie human right now. Um, So because of that, I'm going to go ahead and close out this episode, reminding you to go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north, because that's going to serve you in this process. Sit down with your spouse, do this exercise, share it with your homies, share it with people who have partnerships like we're talking about here, even if it's in business, because it's immensely going to serve this specific process among many, many others. And as always, if this spoke to you, it's really hard when you first launch a podcast, even when it gets some momentum to one, ask for people to really put some fuel behind it and not just tune in and glean the the insights, but share it. I know it's asking a lot. There's a lot of noise on social media. There's a lot of noise in email lists and, you know, even in just regular communications. Our goal is not just to feed you random content. It's really to make an impact in the lives of people and infuse in their minds 
the things that we think are going to disrupt entrepreneurship and the toxicity within it and ultimately save the family, really strengthen the family and raise up the next generation of leaders, starting with us, raising ourselves up in leadership first. So if any of that resonates with you, here's my challenge. Please go. First of all, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five-star review because when there's some clout in there, It helps us bring on the guest experts that you guys are asking for. They don't want to show up on a show and see just a couple of reviews. And the other thing that we're doing right now is if you leave a review, take a screenshot and email it. Email it to podcast at luminaryleadershipco.com. Just send us the screenshot and coffee is on us. So I just gave you a lot of homework. Hopefully what we gifted you today will be of service And you don't mind us asking for a little help in return. I did tell you today, you know, ask for what you need. And here you go. Okay, have an amazing rest of your day. I'm going to go try and get up now, but um, I might be stuck here. So talk to y'all soon. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our luminary of the week drawing, then comment, save and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.